in front of you is a piece from Rav Kluger. We might have learned this together on a Shabbos afternoon a couple years ago. It's on Shabbos. It's, a, I think, a very fundamental yisoid. It's a deep yisoid, but it's a very fundamental yisoid. And it's related to this exparsion. So, Rav Kluger, this is from the Sefer Yichar Shabbos in the first volume, Shar Yud Beis. Rav Kluger starts off, Rav David of Lelov is bothered by a kasha. The truth is, the Rishonim are already bothered by this kasha. It says in the Pesach, The Pesach tells us in this parasha that the end of the parasha, when Moshe Avinu reveals himself to Klal Yisrael, you'd think it would get better, but it actually got a lot worse. Which is a stamma lesson to know that it usually gets worse before it gets better. That Paro says, Pesach says, Paro told, told his Shaitrim, uh, told the managers of the Jewish people, don't continue to give them, gra- to give them straw for, for the bricks, they have to get it themselves. Now, the Rishonim are already bothered by this, the message of Paro is do not continue. To give him, to give them straw, but loisay sifun is spelled with an aleph, which means do not gather. If toisif to continue is with above, toisif with an aleph is to gather. So if Paro is trying to tell his shaitrim not to continue giving them straw, why does he? Why is it spelled with an aleph? So Rashi is already bothered by this because they would have to go out to gather the straw together. Okay, it's a simple pshat. Rav David Lelov has a different shot. The Tiritz Alpiyam Avur b'Midrashim. He explains it based on the Medrash. The Medrash says, "Kishay Yaviseinu b'Mitzrayim, Vera Moishev Koyved Ashibud Shechbido Aleim." It's a very famous Medrash that when Moshe Rabbeinu realizes what the Jewish people are, according to the Ramban, he realizes he's a Jew and he sees how difficult it is. He convinced Paro to give a Shabbos. Paz says the Medrash, He told Paro, listen, you're working them too hard. you got to give them a day off. So Paro said, fine, because he was in Paro's palace. He said, which day? So Moshe said, let's go with Saturday. It's a good day, it's a day of rest, give them a day off. Now what would they do on their Shabbos in Mitzrayim? They would gather together, as the Medrash says, and they had a Megillah that would tell them that the Jewish people will eventually get redeemed. So they would gather together to read this together. They would have like a big, uh, big Suda, a big Shabbos gathering. So says Rav David of Lelov, when the Pasuk says that Paro told them to not give them straw, it says with a lotion of gathering because he also outlawed gathering, meaning he got rid of Shabbos. That's the Pshat from Rav David Lelov. So, Loisai Sifun, in addition to not giving them grain in order to make the straw, Loisai Sifun, don't let them gather together, i.e., don't let them have Shabbos. This is when Paro got rid of Shabbos. He outlawed them keeping Shabbos. That's what David Lelov says. It says of Kluger, what you see from this is that the main nakuda of Shabbos, the main way that Shabbos is described, is it's a gathering. It's a gathering of the Jewish people together. That the Jewish people getting together on Shabbos is an integral element to what Shabbos is. So what does that mean? So what's the aside of Shabbos? So this is the aside from Rav Kluge. He says one aside, and it explains everything. 
Kluger says like this, V'nevor Sayyid Advaru. These are the type of Torahs that you sort of have to be like a receiver to understand this properly, and you can't be cynical. Because you have to realize that spirituality works above time. Time is a restraint that physical people have. Spiritual, spirituality is Lamailam and Azman. Lamailam and Ateva. So if Kluger says like this, let me explain what is Shabbos. Ma'inin Kedushas HaShabbos what is the connection between Shabbos and why is it so important that the Jewish people gather together on Shabbos? This is one of the main, uh, one of the institutions, the Baal Shem Tev. It used to be Shal Shuddis was not a communal thing before the Baal Shem Tev. You'd go home and have Shal Shuddis as a family. The avoid of getting together Jews to have Shal Shuddis together, that was one of the institutions of the Baal Shem Tev. Well, what's the aside? So it says of Kluger. We all know the Gemara tells us in Be'ya, Amr Shem ben Lakish, Neshama Yisera Neisa Kedesh Baruch Shabbos. We all know that on Shabbos the Jewish people have a Neshama Yisera. We have an extra soul. So what does this mean? What does it mean we have an extra Neshama? What's the side of that? Side Neshama Yisera ain't a command moving a Pashtus. Most people, I go with a mis- misconception. Most people think that what's a Neshama Yisera? So on Shabbos, during the week you have one soul, and on Shabbos you have two souls. What does, that, what does it mean? It's just more of it? What, what, is that, what, is that, what does that even mean, Bechlal? What does it mean that you have more soul on Shabbos? During the week you have one soul. And on Shabbos you have a second soul. What does that mean? He says that's not the Pshat. This is the Yisoyed. And it's a very deep Yisoyed. On Shabbos... The key is that the soul of Adam Rishon before the sin was all of Kalal Yisrael together and then after the sin it affected his body, it affected his nisham, it affected everything. On Shabbos we get to go sort of back in time. That there is Again, this is I said, it's, spirituality is Lomailam and Azman. There's a part in Shemayim, there's still an access point to other Marishan before the sin. There's still a part of his Neshama that's perfect, that's untainted by sin. And on Shabbos, every Jew gets to sort of experience that. The Avoidah of Shabbos is going back to other Marishan before the sin. In a, in a nutshell, and I'll explain what this, again, it's a deep Indian, and it takes time to thought to, to properly understand. But the avoid of Shabbos is every Jew gets to go back in time to Adam Rishon Kodemachat. We all go back in some way, in some level, they all go back to Gan Eden, to Adam Rishon before the sin. By the way, there are Maisim where Tzadikim were able, again, we're so rochuk from this that we don't really, we're very, very rochuk from these concepts. The Tzadikim that they were able to look up and they would, they would see a difference. There's a famous story there of Shlomo Kavach, he's saying, the clouds of Shabbos, that there were tzaddikim that literally felt a difference in reality. What's happening is, every Jew is able to go back, the world sort of goes back to Adam Rishon Kaid Machat. Right, think about it, what happened the first week? Adam Rishon is, is born, again, this is also a misconception, people think that he sinned after Shabbos, he sinned before Shabbos, but Hashem allowed him to continue in that cocoon, that's that perfected world for that Shabbos, and the second Shabbos was over when all went, uh, all went down, all spiraled down. So, so to every, every Shabbos, every week, Kalal Yisrael are able to go back to that place, go back to that perfected spot. And all of us, spiritually, that's what's happening. Now the thing is, we physically don't feel this, and we physically feel like we're still in Queens in 2023, but that's not what's really happening. Our Neshamas are going back to Gan Eden. 
They're going back to that place, that, that perfect place where there's a hakara and there's a revelation of Eina Milvadai, of, of Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekeinu Shem Echad. That's what happens on Shabbos. And he says, Pshutam Shaldvarim. Once you understand this Yisoyed, you'll understand a lot of elements of what takes place on Shabbos. If you understand that what Shabbos is, everyone goes in a time machine. Pasha goes in a time machine, that you go back in time to other mission before the Chet. He says, This will explain a lot. By the way, one of the major things, the reason why this makes me happy, even though, again, how, how much do I understand this? I understand this probably as much as everyone else here understands what this means, you know, when you're in a, in a coarse world to understand this, but it makes Shabbos more of a gift and less of a chore. One of the problems that the younger people have is they, is they look at Shabbos as just difficulty because they just look at it as 24 hours and you can't watch TV and you can't, you can't smoke and you can't vape and you can't do all these things. They, they don't understand what's actually the opportunity that is Shabbos. And besides the fact that it's nice to unwind, it's deeper than that. Your neshama for a day gets to breathe again and it gets to go back to that place of Adam Rishon Kaidam Achet, to that perfected world. So he says, once you understand this, he says, Kol understand this is a, why is it? What is the restriction on Shabbos? It's working. You're not allowed to work on Shabbos, right? Malacha, Lamites Malachas. Why is that? Stam, because the Torah said not to, because that, that avoids your ability to rest. It's deeper than that. Where does work come from? Work was a result of the sin of Adam Rishon. It's dafka because of the sin that Adam Rishon was told, because of the sin, everything is different. Before the sin, you get to sit back. And there was food, but it was done by the malachim. They would roast for you, and everything was taken care of, right? Shabbos is kol malach chasuya. Everything's done. Everything's perfect. That's the way it was. But because of the sin, all of a sudden we're thrown into a world that's overwhelming and stressful. And 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 now you have to work, and you have to do this, and you have to constantly run, and you have to drive, and you have to turn on lights, and and you have to till the soil, and all these things. The reason why you're not allowed to do that on Shabbos is not just because. It breaks your ability to rest. For a lot of people, that's actually more relaxing to watch TV than for not watching TV. So for them, they should be able to watch that. Because for them, it's more stressful not to. So what's the, what's the rest of Shabbos? The answer is, it's not just a matter of resting. The answer is, Shabbos is going back to the world where there was no work. You're bringing, you're schlepping malacha, which is a sof, which is a post-sin reality, a post-sin consequence, you're bringing that into a pre-sin world. You're bringing into, into that perfect state that's Gan Eden. The reason why it's also is not just because oh, you can't rest anymore. It's the antithesis of what Shabbos is. The whole Indian of working, the whole Indian of having Parnassah was a result of the sin. We're going back, there is no sin. So why are you schlepping? Why are you sullying this world? It's like the Adamation sin. You're bringing this this terrible reality into this perfected state. What was it like before the sin? Says the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Adamrishan was sitting in Ganadin, the Malachim were pouring wine for him and giving him meat. Everything was taken care of. He didn't have to do anything. So for a Jew to work on Shabbos, it's bringing sin into a pre sin world. It's like that, that, that sin happening again and again and again. He says the truth is, this also explains a puzzling Gemara. The Pasuk tells us, right, we know that on Shabbos, what's Aser? So Lamites Malachas, the 39 Malachas. So what's interesting is, the Gemara, it's a Mishnah really, that there's one Pasuk 
Out of all the malachas, there's only one mentioned in the Pasuk. Don't make fire. Don't make fire. That's, that's the only malacha that's referenced in the Pasuk. And the Tanoim in the Mishnayis and Shabbos in, in Klal Gadol ask, why is that the only malacha that's, that's referenced, that's singled out? So there's two pshatim, either because that's just the example, for whatever reason, that's just the example of all the test malachas. Hashem wanted to describe one of them. So he picked fire. It could have been winnowing, but it picked fire. Or another shot is that it's different because that's the only one that doesn't get the death penalty. Fine. But the accepted approach is that it's that it's havara lelaviyatz and lechalikyatzes. That 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 I'm sorry, is that it's the one example of all thirty-nine malachas. But it's like it's the prototype. So you guys said why? But he says, now it makes a lot of sense. If you understand that the Isser of Malacha is that you're living the post-sin reality in a pre-sin world, what was the first Malacha that Adam did after Shabbos? So we know, right after Shabbos in Havdalah, right, we say, Bar Mare'esh. Why? Because the Gemara says that after Shabbos, when the sin started to take effect, it got very dark and he was frightened. Adam Rishon was frightened of this post-sin reality. So Hashem gave him a chachma, he took two rocks together, smacked it, and made fire. Fire is not just an example of malacha, it is the first thing he did to cope with a post-sin world. And therefore that's the example that a Jew should not do on Shabbos, because that's the first thing he did to cope. And therefore for a Jew to, to be mechalal Shabbos with fire is the worst thing possible, because your mom is taking like the example of post-sin, sad reality into a pre-sin world. Now that you understand, I'll say this, a lot of this we'll do outside. Now that you understand, by the way, he also says later on, a fantastic aside, this is also explains the Isser of, 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 of leaving the Tchum. I had a strange halacha. You know, Shabbos, you're not allowed to walk 2,000 cubits outside of the city. You're not allowed to walk outside of the Tchum. What's the Pshah? Why? The answer is because what's the Indian of leaving the city? It's like, what I have is not here. I don't have, there's not enough for me here. I have to keep looking, keep searching. That's post-sin reality. The concept of foraging. The concept of, of not being satisfied with what you have and, and just looking for more, for more, for more. That wasn't like that before the sin. Before the sin, whatever he had was everything was perfect. He had Gan Eden. He didn't have to look. The Indian of going outside the Chum, it's like you're leaving Gan Eden. It's like you're leaving, looking for something. What are you looking for? You don't have to look for anything. Everything is, is what you have. Everything is what you need. I, 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 by the way, this entire shir is for me. Now, I don't know for you guys, just for me. Because I find Shabbos to be just practically, just a practically stressful day for me. The, you know, it's the day that I, it's, uh, I, I made this joke to Rabbi Weinberger once. I told him my day of rest is Sunday because that's my day off. So uh, he said, there are many people like you. So uh, Shabbos is, is a very stressful day. But, um, so I started trying to like, get, break the habit Every Friday, right before I come to shul, I listen to the Shweki, new Shweki song of Baruch Hashem at Shabbos. I find it's very sweet. It's like a very sweet song. But the truth is, this type of Torah is just to remind yourself that Shabbos is an opportunity that a Jew has to enter that world that's perfect. Everything is perfect. You don't, and therefore, it's like you shouldn't have stress and you shouldn't have worries on Shabbos because what is there to be worried about? All worries came from the sin. The sin doesn't exist yet. There's all there's all. Sadness, distress, all of these things are results of the post of the sin. Before the sin, well, what is there to be worried about? You're sitting in Gan Eden and Malachim are taking care of you. I probably would find a reason to worry, but, but most people would be fine sitting in Gan Eden and having Malachim taking care of you. You're fine. 
So the truth is like this. Once you understand that that's the Yisoy, that that's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is entering the world that was, which is Gan Eden, Gan Eden itself. By the way, this answer is the first, just Agav. If you look, Simon Reishman Beis, Reishman Beis, the first Simon and Shulchan Aruch, the Shabbos, think about this until just now. If you look, the first Simon and Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah brings down there was a minig to have uh, empanadas or to have uh, uh, the kreplach uh, covered dough as a zeicha for the mun, because the men the mun covered on top and on bottom. So, so he, he the the Bialacha discusses why is there a zeicha for this? Why what? So the Bialacha discuss the truth is the answer is we're 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 a lot of the actions that we do on Shabbos is a zeicha not just for the zeicha for Adam Rishon before the sin. And there are references to those type of foods that he had before the sin as well. That, that's once you understand that that's the Yisaid of Shabbos, it explains a lot. It explains the Yisaid of Malacha, and it also explains another uh, another Yisaid. What was the neshama of Adam Rishon? What was Klal Yisrael like before the sin? We know that Adam Rishon had one soul. All of the Jewish people's neshamas sort of click together like a puzzle, making the soul of Adam Rishon. Before the sin, there was. Not just achdos, as in everyone looked. There was a singularity to the Jewish people. The result of pirud, the concept of separation of Jews, was a result of the sin. There was no greater achdos than before the sin, because you literally had one neshama in one body. After the sin, you had all those neshamas split up into millions of Jews. But before the sin, there was mamish achdos, achdos mamish. Which says of Kluger, therefore, he says, Before the sin, all the souls of the Jewish people made up one unit, and that was Adam Rishon. Adam Rishon was like the embodiment of the Jewish people. That's why Yaakov Avinu is a Gilgal of Adam Rishon. We're Bnei Yaakov, the children of Yaakov Avinu. We were, came from one unit, Adam Rishon. Once he, by the way, what happened was, basically, if you think about it from this perspective, that sin was so drastic and so dramatic and it split him up into so many millions of pieces. All of what Klal Yisrael has been doing over the last 5,783 years is just starting to rebuild him. That's what we're trying to just rebuild that unit. That also explains, by the way, why a lack of achtus is so, is so damning and it's so destructive because it destroyed the second base Amigdash, right? The reason being, you know, the first base Amigdash was destroyed because of the Gimel Averis. The second base Amigdash because of Sinas Chinam. The, the Maral describes it that the first base Amigdash was, was powered by the Avos. Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. And therefore Avram, one that was uh, Avedizara, destroyed the Avram Chelek. The murder destroyed the Yitzchak Chelek. The, the Gila Rais destroyed the Yaakov Chelek. Base Amigdash was destroyed. The second base Amigdash was Achtus of, was was representing Klal Yisrael. And once there was a lack of Achtus, that was also true. Because you have to realize that when other Mauritians sinned, you had the Avos trying to hold him up. And then when they fell, sort of everyone, all of Klal Yisrael trying to rebuild him. But that's why a lack of Achtus is so destructive because, because you, 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 it's not just, oh, we have a sin. The whole purpose of existence is to rebuild the Nisham of other Mauritian, which is Achtus Mamish. And when Klai Yisrael doesn't have Achdos, then, 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 then what are we here for? Like, what, what are we doing here? The whole purpose is to rebuild Adam Rishon. So it says of Kluger, 
Iluloichet, had Adam not sinned, he would have walked into Gan Eden and stayed there. But because of the sin, there's a separation within Kalal Yisrael. The whole Indian of Piru, the whole Indian of separation, not even Machloikas. I'm not even talking Machloikas. The very fact that we have different bodies right now is a result of the sin. Therefore, if Shabbos is going back to other Rishon before the sin, that means that there's a great desire amongst the Jewish people to gather together. The reason why the Baal Shem Tev, and the reason why we said before that Paro is so frightened of Klal Yisrael, that he outlaws gathering, right? He outlawed Shabbos, but he outlawed a Lushan of gathering, because says of David of Lel, the whole Indian of Shabbos is gathering together. Why is it so important? Why did the Baal Shem Tev emphasize the Indian of Achtos on Shabbos? Why did he emphasize the Indian of Jews getting together for Shalashudas, getting together for Kiddushes, Fabrengans? Why was that so important? Because the answer is the whole Indian of Shabbos is the Jewish people going back to other mission before the sin. That reality was Achdus Mamish, and therefore every Shabbos, while our souls are in separate bodies, they yearn to go back. They desire to go back to that Matziv of Koydem Achet. This is, by the way, he points out, if Kluger points out, Shabbat Shalom. That's why, you know, it's, it, it's what, when you pass by Jews on Shabbos, you, you say good Shabbos. It's a nice thing to say good Shabbos. It's always like a taino when you go to a community. They don't say good Shabbos. They don't say good Shabbos. Everyone should say good Shabbos. Why? Why? Nobody says any other greeting during the week. Adarab, if you go during the week, right? It's like a classic. It's a classic thing. You could totally remembers this when we went out of town and it was in San Diego and in Denver. People would like say, "How you doing? Hey, how you doing?" And I'm like, your reaction as a New Yorker is like you don't even respond to them. It's like, what, what's like they could try to rob you? Like, what, what's your angle? <laughs> no, it's like it was a strange zach of like, so where are you going today? Like, I'm, I remember that it was in San Diego, we were in an elevator, and someone said to someone in my family, oh, so what are your plans today? And that person was looking, and I, I responded. But like, it's like, but Shabbos, everyone says good Shabbos. You're supposed to say good Shabbos. I've to say good Shabbos. Why? The answer is because it's not just like, oh, it's a nice greeting. It says of Kluger, it's because the neshama of Klal Yisrael, our neshamas are trying to get back to that place of other reason before the sin. And a major component was not just not doing malacha, a major component of that existence was Achtus Mamish, not just Achtus as in, but to get together, to get together in every form. And therefore, every Jew, when you see another Jew on Shabbos, you say good Shabbos because you're wanting to try to build that relationship on Shabbos. The truth is, this is, um, the Arizal stressed in his forum, the Arizal used to stress the dangers of Machloikas on Shabbos and anger on Shabbos. And he used to, he used to, like, like, be very, very stark about not having fights and not having fights and not having fights. And the reason being, it's not just because it's not a good thing to fight, it's because it's the antithesis of what Shabbos is. The whole Indian of Shabbos is to try to, like, to deal with the fact that we no longer have that Achtos and try to rebuild it. And the fact that you can have Jews fighting on Shabbos is such a devastating reality. It, it's something you have to be very careful because... The great opportunity of Achtus also means that the Yetzirah is going to be fighting it very stark. And that's why you have a reality where on Shabbos, all, you're in my seat, you're in my seat, and, and he's doing this and he's doing that. And the Balkara made a mistake and he didn't make a mistake and they're yelling at each other. I, it's, it's, and, and, and I don't like what he did. Now, all of this, and it's all small and it's all, it's all petty. It's all like people that are like normally better than this are like getting caught up in all these smallness. And what's the, what's the reason? The answer is, 
it's understandable because the whole avoid of Shabbos is to go back to that matziv of Adam Rish and Koyed Machad, which is Achdus Mamish. And the Yenushama wants that, and therefore the Yetzirah is going to fight against that very strongly, and he's going to make there be pettiness, and make them be fighting, and make them not be able to have Hisasvus, Yachad. And as Paro, that, that's the great fight of Paro. And therefore when a Jew has an argument on Shabbos, even when they think it's warranted, it's never really warranted, and to have that fight on Shabbos is... That's that's Paro winning. That's the that's Paro in this parasha when Paro outlawed Shabbos and it was a lotion of Hisasvos that he got rid of the gathering of Klal Yisrael. The formation of that nowadays is a Jew having fights on Shabbos. For a Jew to have a mulchama on Shabbos and to fight with another Jew and to have a lack of achdos, that itself is feeding into that reality of of Adam Rishon post sin, and that's that's the the great mulchama of Paro. That's what Kluger says. The avoid is again. And I, I to keep it short because I think it's just it's such a fascinating aside. That's why this parsha he he describes it's described as 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 a gathering together because that's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is us trying to rebuild to enter that world of other Mishkoidemachet, and to do that you have to have Shmira Shabbos. You have to w- keep Shabbos carefully, which is not to bring Malacha Chas v'shalom, not to be Mechalal Shabbos, because to be Mechalal Shabbos would be not just a devastation because God rested on the seventh day, but it's the antithesis of what Shabbos is. It's to take Hishtablis and to take Malacha. And the truth is, it's more than that. Not just to not just to not be Mechalal Shabbos, but the, not to worry on Shabbos and not to 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 you know. I, like I mentioned, this probably explains it. I mentioned many times that a lot of times, and people are very confused by this, that on Shabbos there's a halacha, you're not allowed to daven for personal things on Shabbos. It's a halacha brought down in Shulchan Aruch. You're not allowed to daven for personal things. So what's the reason? You know, daven for Shaduchim, for Parnosa, even for health, unless it's pikuach nefesh, unless, unless the person is chas dying, you don't, right? What do we say by Misha Berich? We say Shabbos he melizik for Krov Lobe. Shabbos he, Shabbos it's Shabbos melizik. And it prevents us from calling out. We cannot call out on Shabbos. So why, what's the reason? So the basic reason is very simple. It's brought down by the Mishabura, the reason why you're not allowed to daven on Shabbos for personal things. And I mentioned this last time because a lot of times you'll have schoolers that'll pop up and the, and the people you should daven at this time and that time and this time. But they're all telling you to daven for personal things, which is not allowed on Shabbos. So what's the reason why you're not allowed to daven for personal things on Shabbos? So the Mishabura brings down, it's because it's going to make you sad, right? If a person is davening for Parnosa, it's basically going to remind him that he doesn't have money, and that's going to be sad, and it's going to take away from his own Shabbos. But it could be it's deeper than that. It could be the whole Indian of Shabbos, is that you're entering a world where everything is perfect. So what are you davening for? The whole Avoide, it's not just that it'll make you sad, and if it doesn't make you sad, I've heard this from many people when I tell them the reason they say it, but it makes me happy to daven, it makes me feel good to daven, it's a school I want to daven, it makes me feel better to daven. Understood. But that's not what Shabbos is. Shabbos is you're entering that world that was, which is perfect. And therefore to start, the same way you can't be mechalal Shabbos by bringing in actions, which is post-sin actions into a pre-sin world, the very idea of davening and, and basically telling Hashem that my situation is not perfect, my situation is deficient, and I need it to be rectified, I need it to be rectified. No, you don't, because on Shabbos it is perfect. It's like in Shemaim, they're like, I, I don't know what he's doing. I, I, he's looking from a post-sin glasses, but from pre-sin glasses, from the lens of Adam Rishon Koyit Machet, 
He's sitting in Ganeda. So what's this guy davening for? Why is he so sad? I don't understand what the problem is. And that's that's the real perspective. That's the tzaddikim that they, they were able to see Shabbos in a real way. And also the avoda just on a practical basis is to avoid machlokes. And it's hard because that's a lot of times when you're around people the most is when you're around your family, around people the most is on Shabbos. But the truth is that's why it's it's a very important thing to avoid machlokes. Not just because machlokes is a devastating thing, but just because it, it, the whole Indian of Shabbos is going back to where we were neshama yachad. We were one unit and therefore the more that you separate the more division that a Jew has and and I'll just mention this especially now you know there are always things oh this will be like one of those things I'll mention in Yonah de Yoyma in Ashir there's always stuff in the neighborhood or in wherever you're living there's always politics there's always things you could talk about and usually Shabbos is when those things are said but most of the time, it just causes division. It just causes division, especially, you know, whatever it is. And, and it's something to be careful about because a lot of times, Shabbos afternoon, they're sitting by the table. And it's funny, in my house, like, I was, people are, were always shocked when they come to my house. Usually, like, we don't sing Zmiris by our table. And we never really did, because a lot of times we usually would have guests that were women, and if we would start singing, they would start singing, and that's not great. And also, we never really did a Dvar Torah, and it was just very, it was usually talking about nothing, about, uh, they would talk about their favorite book, or their favorite movie, or their favorite sports team, it was never, you know, and people would ask my father, like, why shouldn't you, and he, he would say that, like, a lot of times when you try to direct the conversation a certain way, it usually gets into things that are not good, and this rabbi did this, and this, uh, you know, this is this, and it's all, I'd rather, he said, I'd rather them talk about nothing than to talk about things they shouldn't be talking about. So it's just something to be misbeinen, especially these Shabbosim, these, these coming Shabbosim, you have to be careful, to be careful about what we talk about, to be careful not to talk about things that we think is harmless, but when it's really causing division amongst Klal Yisrael and causing things about lack of Amunas Chachamim, and it's something just to be careful about, to... To, again, to try to rebuild Adam Rishon before the sin and not to drag all the period and all the smallness that we're sort of accustomed to, to not drag that into Gan Eden. And if we do this, then Bez Hashem, Hashem will allow us to, you know, if you're Shemesh Abbas Kehilchasa and that's Chos, Hashem will bring, bring this all back, Begaloi, uh, with a Gulamitis Meherbi Menu